0: This is one of my favorite readings in the scriptures, because in this one daily reading or Sunday reading, we have Jesus's explanation of the need for the church and confession. Now, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. Well, that's exactly what we have in the church. Let's talk a little bit also. About confession because a good question to start with is what is the worst kind of death? We know Jesus tells us elsewhere it's not death of the body, it's death of the soul. So when does God really rise us from this worst kind of death? Every confession. You know, we have bodily death in a way every night, kind of in a mini way. You die, your body goes under, you become sort of comatose, and, 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 and we fall asleep. It's like we, we, we lay down, but then every morning we have a, like a mini resurrection of the body. Now, it's kind of the same with the spirit. Every time we commit sin, especially if it's grave matter, we have a spiritual death. But then every time we go to confession, we have a spiritual resurrection. And so in confession, we see Jesus tell us. Now, if conf- you know, what does Jesus say? He's talking to the first priests. Amen. I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This is incredible. This means that Jesus is saying heaven has to follow the priest. I mean, can you get any more amazing? Heaven has to follow the priest. If the priest says you are forgiven, you are forgiven in heaven. This is amazing. If if confession is not needed, then Christ's grant of power, right here. And Matthew uh, 18, 18, if confession wasn't needed, Christ's grant of power to forgive would be insignificant. And Jesus doesn't do anything insignificant. But why do a priest? Why do I need to confess to a priest? Well, we need a spiritual guide. We need somebody who knows things that we don't to be able to help us and guide us in things that we may not even know our sins. All right. You know, St. Faustina, we're going to hear Brother Ryan read in a minute. She said confession is more than just asking for and receiving forgiveness. Brother Ryan's going to read this at the end of communion. Paragraph 377 in the diary. She said it is more, confession is where we come, not just to be forgiven. And Vinnie Flynn, I stole this from Vinnie Flynn because he's with us here today. He, in his book, outlined in the secrets of confession, that this is one of the things people don't realize. You don't only go for, I mean, not only, that's amazing, that you receive the forgiveness of sins. Talk about a miracle. But it's where we go and come to be healed and educated. And we can't rely on ourselves. We can't. God has powers greater than us. You know, we just can't go to our room or our, the, look up in the sky. Christ did not give authority to our room or our sky or the sky to forgive our sin we got to go to the sacrament. Confession is not a human invention. It is not. We must not seek pardon on our own terms by looking into the sky. Jesus set up confession. He gives it to us right in this passage. If the priest says you are forgiven, you are guaranteed forgiveness, you've always heard me say, or Jesus is a liar. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to claim that. Now, when the priest absolves you, you are declared clean. One of the things you've heard me say before in another passage is about the leper. Remember the passage where the leper begs to be cleansed and to be cleaned, and Jesus cleanses him, heals him. Now, leprosy was symbolic of mortal sin, something that just decays. Uh, With leprosy, it decays and kills the body. With sin, it decays the soul. And so in that other passage, Jesus tells the leper what? Jesus cleansed him, but he tells the leper to go where? To the priest, so that the priest can declare you clean. Then he tells the leper, that way you can rejoin into the worship community. This is the same today. Jesus sent him to the priest to be declared clean, to reconcile with the community, and to be able to worship again it's the same for us. If we have grave sin, we must go to confession and we will be made clean by God. Yes, but declared clean by the priest, just like Jesus said. Then and only then can we be reconciled with our faith community, with God, and with each other. That's what Jesus is talking about here, to reconcile with your brother and with him, then you can receive Holy Communion again. I also think people don't realize confession is in Scripture. What about 2 Corinthians 5.18? I never hear anybody talk about this verse. I don't even talk about this verse. One verse, so powerful. 2 Corinthians 5.18. Paul says, all this is from God, who through Christ, Reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. How much more evidence do you want than Jesus established this is a sacrament? We even call it the sacrament of reconciliation. Again, 2 Corinthians 5.18, all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. What is confession? The ministry of reconciliation. This is the sacrament. Oh, the confession's not in the Bible. Yes, it is. Right there. Or you have James 5, chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the presbyters. Now, non-catholics will argue that presbyters even though that's where we get the word priest were not priests they said they were elders yes they were also called elders but they will reject confession saying presbyter means elder yes it does mean elder but you know why it also means priest because they made sacrifice they did sacrifices that made them the priests He says, let him call for the priests or the presbyters of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the sick man, and the Lord will raise him up. Now listen to this. And if he has committed any sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may have been healed." Okay, the other argument against the Catholic Church is, well, it says, confess your sins to one another. It doesn't say the priest. Well, the line above it says, go to the priest. So who else is Paul talking about? When he says, confess your sins to one another, and the verse right before it, he says, go to the priests, why would he be talking about the mailman or the bartender? where most of you confess your sins, okay? That's not the place to confess your sins. The place is the priest, Jesus just told us. When it comes to sickness and personal sins, James tells his readers they must go to the elders or the presbyters or the priests, not just anyone into order to receive this forgiveness of sins, amazing. You know, Catholics confess their sins Oh, you don't confess your sins to God. I confess my sins to God. I'm not Catholic. Actually, Catholics confess their sins to God and God's ministers as directed by God, as directed by Jesus. Jesus did not say to only confess to God. Of course we confess to God. But he also says, whose sins you forgive are forgiven. Who is he talking to? The Father? He's not talking to the Father here. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven on earth, or uh, forgive on earth are, are forgiven in heaven, and whose sins you forgive on earth are forgiven in heaven, or uh, held in, in heaven. This, he's talking to the priests. Protestants believe their pastors can wash away sins in baptism. Why not priests in confession? This is the evidence. Jesus said it. Protestants also believe that God can use ministers to provide physical healing. Walk, I tell you, get up and walk. They believe their ministers can heal physical healing. Why not a priest? Spiritual healing. It makes perfect sense. I cannot, you know, a lot of people don't go to confession because they are afraid. They are afraid that what they say will come up. A priest cannot and will not break that seal of confession we cannot we have saints that died because they did not break the seal of confession i know my brother priests i was just talking about the seal of confession of father matthew before this mass i know father matthew he would die before he would break the seal of confession i would die before i would break the seal of confession you cannot worry And let that keep you from the sacrament. No. Even, not even murder can get us to break that seal. We cannot use that information even in making decisions. A priest cannot even use that information in making future decisions. It's wiped away. You know, you are also too bound by the seal. Did you know this? Did you know that you are bound by the seal of confession? you are even if you don't repeat something you hear now that's why in confessionals please move the line back a little bit sometimes i see these lines right on top of the confessional door and a couple times at one parish i was giving confessions and i came out and the priest was in another confessional right next to us and you could hear everything and the people were in the line right up to the confessional door please don't do that do you know that even listening to a confession, even if you don't repeat it, you have broken the seal. And that could be late sentencia excommunication. Don't do that, okay? It's important. This is sacred. And when you go to confession, a lot of people say, well, I don't want to go because I don't want to give a bunch of details, Father. This is humiliating. You don't have to give a ton of details. All you have to do in confession is give number and kind. The number of times you think you've committed something and the type it is. So for instance, okay, if you go, sometimes people come to the confession and say, "Um, I've been impure. Okay, I am not trying to probe, trust me. No should. we don't need details. But you gotta give a little bit more. Do you mean in your thoughts, in your actions, with yourself, with somebody else, same sex, Heterosexual, you know, he doesn't have to give a lot of details. We don't need to know exactly what you've done or how you've done it. Please don't do that. But you need to confess number and kind. But don't be afraid. It's not the priests. The priests are there to help you. Remember, it's the sacrifice, the sacrament, not just a forgiveness, but healing, and education. Read Vinnie Flynn's book. It does a beautiful job explaining that. So to finish. Um, Be respectful of others. Don't go into confession when you know there's 30 people in line and keep the priest in there for 20 minutes. Be respectful of others. It's not spiritual direction. Okay, he gives you advice, but it's not spiritual direction. Okay, now, do you have to confess all sins you can remember? Do you have to confess all sins you can remember? No, or we would be in there all day. We must confess grave sins that we can remember. Okay, why? Why why do you not have to confess every single little tiny possible venial sin? Why not? Why don't you? And if you do, that's good. It grows you in virtue. But the reason you don't have to is because those are forgiven in the Mass. Now, when you receive Holy Communion, Do you, must you be completely cleansed and pure of any sin whatsoever, mortal and venial? Must you be completely cleansed of all of that? Yes. But it's not as hard as you think. Go to confession for your grave sins and come to mass, and there you are forgiven of all your venial sins. The penitential rite, we just prayed it. In the penitential rite, we are forgiven of every even venial sin. So by the time you come up for holy communion, guess what, everybody? You are completely spotless. No mortal sin, you've been to confession, no venial sin, you just got it wiped away. And unless you sin in between the penitential rite and receiving confession or uh, communion, you are spotless. Now, I guess that's possible, but just stay focused on the altar. Don't let your mind wander. Or don't be saying things next to the person next to you. Like, can you believe the dress she's wearing? No, don't blow it. Stay pure so when you receive communion, you're ready. All right, so lastly, a valid confession. You need three things. You have to have three things. One, you must confess all grave sins you can remember. Please don't be a cafeteria Catholic and confess this grave sin and this one, but I'm not going to mention this one. If you do that your confession is invalid you must confess all grave sins you can remember Two, you must have some form of contrition even if it's a little bit you do not have to be completely perfect in contrition if you do god bless you but you have to have some form of contrition of sorrow the very fact that you walked into the confessional is usually enough and then third you must do satisfaction this is atoning uh, making reparation for your sin like your penance some penances may not be enough if you embezzled a hundred thousand dollars committed adultery and murdered someone one hail mary may not cover it so so do additional penances and in 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 don't be guilty of an of an invalid confession because you choose to leave certain serious sins out and if you forget If you seriously, truly, honestly forget and don't play games with God, he knows. Is your sin forgiven? Yes. But if you happen to remember a sin from long ago and it's grave, it's a good idea to confess it when you go back, all right? It's a good idea. Now, you probably can't go to confession every day, even though Mother Teresa did. But if you can't, make your act of contrition. This is in the Catechism 1452, and it's powerful. Well, Father, I can't. I'm not going. My sins are too big. No, the greater the sinner, the greater his right to God's mercy. Jesus told us he came for the sick, not the well. And the only unforgivable sin are all sins forgivable? Is every sin forgivable? All sins are forgivable. The only one not is a sin against the Holy Spirit. And you know what the sin against the Holy Spirit is? The Dominicans taught me final impenitence. All that means is not asking for the mercy of God. We Marians teach A's, B's, and C's, our ABC's. And what is A? Ask for the mercy of God. By the very fact that you walk into that confessional, you are asking for the mercy of God. And you cannot be guilty of the only unforgivable sin. So by the very fact that you do that, you are showing I need God's mercy. You know, 75% of Catholics go less than once a year or not at all to confession, 75%. Please, I beg you, change that. It explains why our church and ourselves are in the mess we are in. Please go to confession. 75% of Catholics go once a year or less. We gotta go at least once a year. And you know, at your judgment, if you have confessed your sins, when, at your judgment, Satan comes as a prosecuting attorney, wants to bring up, condemn you, tell God by right he belong, you belong to him. Satan will have a field day with you at your judgment. He's going to bring up everything bad you've ever done, right? If you haven't confessed it, he will. But if you have confessed your sins under this seal of confession, instituted by Christ, Remember, your definition of a sacrament? It's an efficacious sign of God's grace instituted by Christ and entrusted to the church by which divine life is instilled in us. By that promise, if you've confessed your sin, your, all your sins, Satan can't bring them up at your judgment. I don't know about you all, but I don't want him to be mouthing off at my judgment. And if I don't confess my sins... That's exactly what he will do. But if you confess your sins, you'll shut him up. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah.